Welcome back to Real Conversations with Nora for my 71st episode. My topic of discussion this week is how do you know when you're being a good friend? And joining me today is my dear uh, childhood friend, Amy Golson. At Amy Golson, who is now retired, a retired attorney, provided a diverse range of legal services for her clients. Areas of practice involved entertainment, television, radio, um, liter- uh, literary properties, employment law, civic, civil rights, rather, government relations, and tax matters. Oh, okay, involving tax exempt organizations. She also worked for the collaborated. Who, she also worked and collaborated with the Congressional Black Caucus for many uh, years, for two decades actually, and served as counsel for the Black Caucus Foundation Incorporation since 1978. From January 2005 to 2009, Amy also served on the Harvard on Harvard Law's teaching team for the Winter Trial Advocacy Program for the second and third year law students. Amy Civic. Amy's civic and nonprofit profit engagements has also been important, an important part of her life. She has served on the board of directors for the for the Washington Performing Arts Society, uh, the Black Entertainment and Sports Lawyers Association, Recreation Wish List Commit, uh, Community, the Mayor's Committee Committee rather, the Mayor's Committee on Entertainment, and has held membership in the Lynx Inc. and the Jack and Jill. Of America. Amy received her Juris Doctorate degree from the Catholic University Law School in 1976 and her BA from uh, Smith College in Massachusetts in 1974. And she completed her law degree in three years, guys, in three years. So that, okay, that tells you I have brilliant friends, okay? Amy was married to, I say, to the love of her life. I loved Al. For 29 years, Alfred L. Golson, MD, until his death, upon his death in 2004. And together they have two daughters, Erin and Ava. Amy, thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of um, Real Conversations with Nora, taking time out of your busy schedule to get you on here. <laughs> well, thank you, Nora. It's such a pleasure and to see you doing this. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, I'm Look, loving it. Is, loving you, it. You haven't changed a bit, Nora. Okay. <laughs> so what is it your is so nice to be able to connect with you? Thank it really you. Really is. And thank, thank you. you. I, I appreciate it. What is your definition of a true friendship? A true friendship is someone who, when you do talk with them, it's like I'm sorry about the background, but it's okay. When you do talk with um a friend, it's like you just pick up where you left off right. yesterday. Yeah, I feel that it's just easy, uh, no pretense. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. to me is what a f- true friend is all about. Yeah, I read something the other day, and I love Google, um, so I'm always Googling. But I read something the other day that said, "Know that everyone isn't your friend. Just because you hang around um, people and they make you laugh." Um, which doesn't mean that they're your friend. People pretend a lot of times. And at the end of the day, real real situations expose people for who they are and are so, you know, paying attention, making sure that we pay attention to who they are. What's your thought about that? Because, you know, sometimes we think, I remember um, a good friend of mine who's a Christian counselor, she said, she looked at me one day, she said, Nora, everyone's not your friend. Some people are just associates. That's right. So what's your thought on that? And I 
I really am very fortunate and blessed to say I have um, several long-standing friends, mm. the kind of friend that you can laugh with, you can cry with, mm -hmm. that you can share your confidences with. You can't tell everybody all your business. Right. Um, that Then there's that friend that just stands by. Right. A real important friend. Right. That just stands by. Here I am if you need me. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And that is so true that mm -hmm. we may have a lot of acquaintances. Mm -hmm. Different people enter our life for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I always did say that there are people that are in your life for a reason, mm -hmm. some for a season, mm -hmm. and some for a lifetime. Wow. So there are different levels of friendship. Mm -hmm. And you also have to be discerning. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is worthy of your friendship. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I read something by Bishop T.D. Jakes says, he says once um, once said, um, he once said rather, that some people are with you based on who you are or what you can do for them. But when you really need them, they are nowhere to be found. And he said, a true friend is with you at all times, no matter what. That's what right. About that. That's right. And it does, it takes, um, I think it takes maturity Mm -hmm. to understand the difference. Mm -hmm. um, I once said, I don't really need new friends. Mm. And it's not a matter of elitism or shutting people out. Mm -hmm. But one time uh, I did see a situation where there was someone that was just trying to be my friend mm -hmm. for her own reasons. Mm. And it really kind of hurt mm -hmm. because I hadn't thought about that because I would be the kind of person that is open and welcoming, welcoming mm -hmm. and coming mm -hmm. to my home, this and that. But different people have different motives. Mm. So sometimes, you know, you have to proceed with a little bit of caution. Right. And not always just let everyone into your home, your heart. Right. 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 Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I value our friendship and it goes way back to like when we were at like teenagers. And I mess, I must admit, though, there was a time when I felt insecure around you and your other friends, you know, because they had all gone to college. Um, uh, and please let me be clear that it had nothing to do with you. It had to do with my own insecurities. But in my eyes, um, you came from a very successful family, both of your parents. Um, we're married. Um, you married your soulmate, as far as I'm concerned. I always call Al your soulmate, and who went on to become a successful doctor and, of course, yourself a successful lawyer. But in my life, I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. But the thing that I always yes, you had something. You had ambition. Yeah, but I, I didn't realize it. I'm your friend. Either. Right. Well, I didn't realize it at that time. I didn't realize it at that time. But but what I loved was about you. What I love about you, and I don't know if I ever told you this, so I want to tell you this publicly. I absolutely loved about you, and I loved about Al, that you guys were the real deal. Um, and even though, and you, I, in my estimation, in my heart, and you never looked at. And your mother, too. That's why I love your mother. Um, never, um, I didn't get to know your dad too well, but I knew your mother well. And and you never looked at what I didn't have or what I could bring. You just looked at us as, as friends. 
And so to me, that would, that said a lot. And so let's talk about that because sometimes, you know, and I, and we talk about, talked about a little bit, you know, having people in your life who just love you for who you are or want to be connected to you for who you are. And it has nothing to do with, with uh, who you brought to the table. And I can remember, you probably don't remember, but this is a long, long time ago. Um, we were at the vineyard. Um, we were kids, teenagers, and all your friends came down, you know, college friends and stuff like that. But Al was so different. He was so different. They were kind of snobby, actually. But they, but Al was so different. And that really spoke volume to me because here I am, an inner city girl. My mom was single. My dad, he used drugs all, all my life, you know, and, and ultimately killed him. So I didn't have that support of, as a, you know, of a father. I only had that support of a mother, but I had a hardworking mother who was a hardworking mother and a hardworking grandmother who instilled some great values in me. But still, there's still that, you know, when you're going through as a teenager and um, and even in a, as a young adult, um, valuing good friendships that make you feel good and not judging you based on where you came from. And that's what I absolutely positively love about you, Amy. Um, you, were, you were not judgmental. You were not judgmental. But let's talk about how to connect with friends who may not be where you are, but still choose to have them, have you or them as a friend, which by the way, like I said, speaks volume about who you are as a person, actually speaks volume about, and again, probably both of your parents, but I didn't know your dad as well as I knew your mother, um, spoke value about how you were raised. So what's your thought about that? I don't know. I just like to look at people as, as who they are. If they're nice, if I enjoy being with them, mm -hmm. I don't care what they have. Right. Uh, I know that we can all be intimidated by what someone has. Right. They have a fancy house or that my house isn't as good as their house. Right. That stuff is superficial. Right. It really isn't important. Right. It's the love that's in the house. It's mm -hmm. being welcoming mm -hmm. to that person. That's what's important. Mm -hmm. I've been in many fabulous homes, mm -hmm. far more fabulous than where I live. Mm -hmm. But that, that's at the end of the day, that is really not as nice to look at, but it's not important. Right. It's, that person. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's what they hold in their heart and mm -hmm. whether or not they're friends, if, if they're fun, they like right. to do things, they're engaging. Right. That's what's more important. Right. Otherwise, you can go to a museum and see a whole lot of beautiful stuff all around. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I so agree. I mean, like, I, you know, I think about Donna and, and uh, Sandra. I mean, they've been friends. You've been friends with them for they are your long term Tom, right. long term friends. We're still, still friends to this day. And so and how, about it, mm -hmm. it is, like you said, to um, show the love that's in your heart for people and not based on what the material things, because people don't, the material things don't make you, you know, um, but you know, as a kid growing up, you didn't think about those things or even as a young adult, you know, because we live in such a superficial world that everything is material, you know, everything is about what you have. And so to run into people who are, even though they have those things, they're so genuine in who they are. And that's what that's how I felt about when I met Al for the first time. You know how yeah, genuine, yeah how genuine he was. He was my husband um, for all of his accomplishments. Mm -hmm. He could hang with the presidents and he could hang with the bums on the street. Right. 
Right. He he really and didn't have that kind of personality. He really did. And and um that is something that I've always admired about him. Mm -hmm. But I feel I can do that too. Right. And yeah. I don't just we may have different paths, but it doesn't mm -hmm. mean we can't be friends. Right. Now if they're toxic, right. <laughs> yeah, you got you have to reach that point. Right. Of toxic people. Mm-hmm just to get rid of them, even right. if they were longtime friends. I had a longtime friend who just became very negative all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very toxic. Right. And right. I reached out and tried and- Right. To, because we were friends from Boston mm. since childhood. Wow. But Nora, I just couldn't continue that. Right, right, right. Because she had some other issues with, of her own. Mm-hmm which did not allow her to be a good friend. Mm, mm. And sometimes you have to see when you need to cut that line. Right, right. Um, and that doesn't happen often in my right, life. Right, right. Uh, I maintain my friendships. Right. And that's a good thing to say that you maintain your friend. I remember I had a, I have a good friend. She, we're good friends. And we went to um, church together forever. But every time I got off the phone with her, I never felt good. So we went to lunch one day and I told her, I said, listen, I I love us, you know, being friends, but if you can't change, then we can't be friends anymore. Because I said, when I get off the phone with you, I don't feel good and that's not good for me. And she was like, oh my God, I never realized I was doing that. And so, you know, she, she said, thanks for sharing it with me because I didn't know that I was doing that. And so- what did she do? You know, just very negative when you got off the phone with her. It was not very optimistic, very pessimistic. You can have a good conversation. And you know, those people you talk to them when you get off the phone, you're like, oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm glad that call's over. <laughs> you know, and so she just wasn't very positive. And, and I didn't like it. I didn't like how it made me feel when we were talking. And so I just shared with her. We went to lunch. I shared with her. I said, if we're going to continue to be friends, this is what. I'm expecting from you and hopefully you can say what you're expecting from me. But as friends, I want to be in a situation where when I see you, I'm lifting you up and not tearing you down. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I read something the other day that said friends will never put you down or deliberately hurt your feelings. Right. Let's talk about that for a minute. That's true. Mm -hmm. Because if they do, they're not a real friend. Exactly. And I had a situation like that, that I thought someone was a friend. Mm -hmm. And that person was actually a close friend of my sister's. Mm -hmm. And when my sister passed away, mm -hmm. I reached out to this person. Mm -hmm. Just probably was a way of getting, felt like I was reaching to my, for my sister. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And as time went on, I found that that, that person was jealous of me. Mm. I mean, in a toxic kind of way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember after my sister died, I was, you know, I'm still a small frame person. Mm -hmm. I remember losing 10 pounds mm. in two weeks. Mm. So to go from 10, 110 pounds to 100, to 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. But it was, I was so shattered by my sister's sudden death. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Right. And this was my sister's good friend at, um, at that time. Mm -hmm. 
And then I remember that she was running around telling people that I was anorexic and on drugs. Mm. Mm. There was nothing, no situation that she could misconstrue. Right. To think that. Right. And what I ended up doing was confronting her and saying, if you're my friend, I don't know why you would even think that. Right. Losing my sister was devastating. Absolutely. But if you guys were like twins. Yeah, exactly. So I said to her, I said, if you're my friend, why wouldn't you go to my husband who could help me or come to me? Mm -hmm. And you know what her answer was? Her answer was, I thought you'd put on the Amy facade. I said, Amy facade? She said, yeah, you know, invincible, that everything is perfect. Mm. That let me know. Right. I Steam could have been, you could have seen it coming from my nose and my ears. <laughs> it hurt. It let me know. She must have decided that all the good things that I've worked so hard for, mm -hmm. all the sacrifices, the study, the good grades in school and college and honors, et cetera, were a facade. Right. Invincible? Right. No, honey, this is no facade. I work really hard. Absolutely. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to do something that's damaging to myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And did you ever think for one minute, maybe, you know, I'm going through something because I just lost my sister? Right. And she knew that. She knew right. what I was going through. And, but it made me realize that this is a jealous, toxic person. And you got to watch out for people like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I will say just a sequel. Years later, I, um, I finally said, Amy, don't hold it. Don't hold it in your heart like that. Because mm -hmm. her whole family, other members of her family were close friends. And I was like, Amy, let it go, let it go. Right. I still was really. Right. And, you know, I finally reached a point that I let it go. And I included that person into something I was having. Mm. And that person never changed. Mm. Never changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She did something that let me know again. Mm. So... Sometimes you really do have to just mm -hmm. not be so inclusive. You have mm -hmm. to be, um, you you do have to be sensitive toward what some people are, mm -hmm. what their motives are. And if they mm -hmm. show it to you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. accept it. Right. I Move love it. Yeah, I love what my good friend said. Chrisette says, she says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And she said, what people show you about yourself, you got to believe them. I think Maya Angelou said that. What people show you about themselves, believe them because that's usually who they are. And so it's important for us to reevaluate people that are in our lives and determine whether it's time to let those people go. Because right. there's nothing that says, there's nothing in the Bible or any place where God says, you know, okay, just lay down and be a doormat to people. They'll just live, run on over you. Let them run on over you. Absolutely not. We have to define who um, is worthy to be in our mm -hmm. space. Uh, 
to uh, have a good relationship, to have that good relationship and know that I'm a good person. And, you know, and a true friend always, I always say that people can't fix what they don't know. So if I had, you know, wanted to know something, my job would be to come to you and say, Amy, is everything okay? You know, you see right. a lot of weight versus going around spreading rumors or whatever. Right. Exactly. And, and jealousy is so dangerous. It's so very dangerous. It's a dangerous thing. And then again, that's not, you know, sometimes I believe that God shows us. I always tell people, God never lets you go into the battlefield unaware. So therefore he's letting you know about the things that are in your life that you either need to get rid of or the people that you need to exit out of your life. And if you choose to stay in those situations, then that's that's your choice. But just know, like you said, you, you felt in your heart you wanted to, um, you know, maybe give her a second chance, but it it showed that, you know, she was that way. And misery, I always tell, I always tell my grandchildren, misery loves company. Watch out for it. Yeah. And the only reason I gave that person another chance was because her sister and I were very close. Mm. Still are very, mm. very close. Mm -hmm. um, and she, her sister was the kind of friend that would, help make me the best. My friends help make me the best. And right. I hope my friendship with them helps make them the best. Mm -hmm. That we motivate each other. We laugh, mm -hmm. we cry. Right. right. We are real with one another. Right. Something's not right. You can say, hey girl, like, you know. Right, right, absolutely. We, we help each other in different mm -hmm. ways mm -hmm. by just being there, just being right. that that stands by, that can say, yes, I understand. Or, wow, you did a great job. I right. loved your speech. I love the way your hair looks. Right. Oh, you got everything okay. And that the other thing that I love is my friends that get to know my children. Mm. And my children, my daughters are so wonderful. They'll pick up the phone and they'll call several of my friends and just say, hey, I'm just calling to say hello. This is a wellness check. Want to see how you're doing. <laughs> and because my daughters saw the love that I had mm -hmm. for my friends mm -hmm. and they continued growing up mm -hmm. uh, that way with their friends, but mm -hmm. also with my friends. Absolutely. When, when my children were younger, we happened to live in a location where a lot of friends of mine on their way, and daughter included, Mm -hmm. On on your way from work, had to come past my house. Mm. So I'm I'm working all day. I'm at home with my kids, so I'm not really trying to hang out at night. Right. So I always made sure there was enough food for dinner. If anyone ever wanted to stop by, mm. they could always stop by and have dinner at my house mm. on their way home from work. Wow. And my house became that kind of um a meeting place. Mm -hmm. And the girls told me later my daughters, uh, that they always loved it. They loved it even when they went upstairs and uh, they could hear us still downstairs laughing and having mm. a good time. Mm. And to this day, they won't come to Washington without calling like Donna or Aunt Sandra. Mm -hmm. or, I mean, it's, it's just really, really heartwarming that mm. um, they now, as young adults, look at my friends as their friends too, as in addition to the fact of being extended family. Wow. And, and we all, and we all now have a really good time mm -hmm. all together. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, their friends or my friends, they know they can call me. They can always come by wherever I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's just wonderful. We all get together and have a great time. I mean, I think friends are what keeps our souls happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good friends. <laughs> Those real friends. Those friends right. that, that you can just sit around with. You don't even need to talk. You just sit right. there. And then you can laugh and reflect on the future as well as the old times. Absolutely. And I'm sure it helped them to choose um, uh, real friends wisely as, as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. They have so many good friends. They really do. And they're, and they're thoughtful um, and inclusive. Mm-hmm. Because there are some friends, I don't really have them, th- these kind, but I know that there are some people, they don't want to let you into their friendships. Right. They right. want to keep their friend, your friends all to themselves. Right. They're afraid that so-and-so might end up becoming closer. Right, 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 right. I don't want you to be Amy's friend. I'm, that Amy's my friend. I don't want you to right. take her friend. But that that's so... That's that's Yeah. It's, it's great that you can include everybody. Like yeah. When you were here in town, it was so nice when you came and we all got together yeah. and I think there may have been a couple of new people too. Right, right, right. And you know, my thing is I'm going into your city, at least I, if I don't do anything else, I can call and say, you know, right. you know, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, Amy, thank you so much. I want to thank you for being my guest on Real Conversations with Nora. I know your mom is visiting you with uh, for her birthday. How old is she going to be? 95. 95 years old, looking fabulous. And so today, um, oh yeah, let me show you a picture of her. Um, I don't know how to tell 95. Yeah, we were here. We are yesterday. I don't know if you can. Oh, see. I can see it. How do I do this? Yeah, you got it. Just hold yes, it up. Yes, Bring yes, it closer yes, to the screen. Me. Yep. Um, wow. She looks fabulous. 95. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't dye her hair or anything like that. So she had never been to the Smithsonian uh, Museum uh-huh. of African American History, yeah. which is really, really something. So yeah. um, today we did that. Oh, that is so awesome. And uh, we're going to run out and do a couple of other things. Then we are going by um, another friend from Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, who I've known since I was two years old. Okay. For dinner. Oh, who's that? Sam? And, and um, we're there like family. Okay. We, and she and she and I were pregnant together at the same time. Okay. Um, and we both have children the same age. Both of our kids are all the same age. Oh wow. And um, again, friends, friends are the family that you choose. Right. Absolutely. And so we're family. Well, good. Well, I want to again thank you um, for being my guest on Real Conversations with Nora. Are there any last minute comments that you'd like to share with the audience before leaving? Don't put off. Reach out to your friends. Mm. Call them. Just check in. Make yeah. sure they're okay. You never know what might be happening in, mm-hmm. in someone's life. Mm-hmm. And just, just call. Right. Well, thank you. And keep in touch. And thank you, Nora. You're so welcome. And for always being a good friend. I'm so proud of everything that you've achieved. Thank you. It's just wonderful to see. 
Thank you, thank you. And once again, I want to thank you for be, uh, for your be, for being my guest today and your insight on today's topic. And to my real conversation with Noor audience, please joining follow me on social media on Instagram at bwotmfg and on Facebook at Business Women on the Move for God. And, and what's your Instagram site? Our Instagram site is bwotmfg. Is a uh, is our um, Instagram <laughs> site. And visit me. BWOT, what does that mean? It means business women on the move for God. Okay. Mm -hmm. All righty. Mm -hmm. And visit my website at bwotmfg.com and sign up for our new programs. And make sure you stop by a retail store, especially during the holiday, where you'll find lots of great items for you, your family, and for your friends. Also, ask your friends to watch the show each week and share it with others. And I look forward to seeing you next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Real Conversations with Nora. Have a blessed and awesome and prosperous week. God bless you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks.